You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, what's happening? It's Letitia. Who else would it be? Um, so happy to be here with you today. Let me tell y'all, I am in here podcasting with a headache. I woke up with a headache and I was like, body, what do you need? And my body was like water. Okay, so I gave myself a whole lot of water. I had trash food yesterday, trash food for my body anyway. I had Chinese food and probably some of the MSG and the Chinese food. I was just talking to the producer about that. My body was like, we don't like this. So, you know, I always say, if you tune into your body, tune into your spirit, you will get all of the information that you need. But guess what? I'm going to push right on through this because other than that, I feel amazing. Uh, You know, I always like to update y'all on this interesting life of mine because there's always some juicy twist or turn. So uh, this week I had a cleaning service that started. I was so excited about that because I'm real big on investing in life systems and, you know, delegating and outsourcing the things that you either don't have time to do or things that you don't like to do. So I schedule one appointment and then they ask you like if you have any special requests or notes and I put like, yes, if you could use like plant-based cleaners or something that's, you know, a little bit environmentally friendly, that would be great. And that appointment got canceled, I guess, maybe because of her schedule due to the holiday. So then I scheduled another appointment. I didn't see a place to put the same notes, so I didn't put it there. So anyway, she shows up with her son and she's like, my son is going to help me. Fine, it's whatever. And I didn't look at the products. I didn't even ask. I wasn't thinking about it because I had already started my work day. Anyway, they were upstairs. I was downstairs. And I was like, I was like, is that bleach I'm smelling from upstairs? So when she came downstairs, I was like, um, do, you, do you have any products that you could use down here that don't have bleach? And she's like, you got makeup in the sink so I could just use a little bit. I was saying, okay, it's whatever. But y'all, this, this, this wasn't the kicker. They did a real good job and a real deep clean. Now, the son, he was an adult son, and I could tell that perhaps he was special needs, right? I'm fine, whatever. As long as you could clean, I'm, I'm here for it. But he was coming down my stairs like he was cleaning the stairs. And I was just like, y'all know the song, like, I always feel like somebody's watching me. I, I felt like, I'm like, I feel like him watching me. So I looked up. And I'm looking at him, looking at me. And I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. So then I went back to what I was doing and I looked up again and I'm looking at him, looking at me through the banister. But he was looking at me, y'all, like he had a sweet tooth and like I was a piece of hot apple pie. I am not lying. I was saying, okay, now look, the bleach is one thing, but ma'am, you're going to have to get your son. I was just saying like, this is just not going to be okay. I'm not going to be uncomfortable in my own house. They did a, a great job overall. But with the products and with this son just watching me like a hawk, yeah, I'm probably going to be in the market for another another uh, cleaning service. One thing about me is I am very, very particular. I am, and I own it. I'm unapologetic about it. My daughter says that I'm dramatic. 
<laughs> it is what it is, but it's all part of my charm. So I'll be looking for another cleaning service. So that's that on that. Let me tell y'all something else. I was looking for another hairstylist and man, trying to find this thing in Atlanta, it's just like going through all of this uh, just unnecessary stuff, just trying to find a stylist for what I was looking to do. So I had been reaching out to two stylists for over the course of last week. And I was just like, I have never seen business owners that are not responsive. I'm not even talking about the holiday, but just don't follow up. As a business owner, it's just like a pet peeve for me. So anyway, while I was waiting on that, I was like, in the, my, in the meantime, I was like, I can go to the Egyptian hairstylist because I was like, they're going to blow dry my hair straight. I mean, my bang going to look like a cow licked it because my hair going to be so straight, but it, it'll, it'll work in the meantime. Do y'all know when I went to the hairstylist, I just got to talking to her, saw an attorney that I knew in there, right? But anyway, I digress. I got to talking to her. The very thing that I was looking for those other stylists to do, she has that service. And she 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 broke every single thing down and showed me the pictures of the service. So my spirit led me to the new stylist. Sometimes your spirit knows things that your head does not know. That's why I always tell y'all tap in. But the other thing is, I'm just in the space. I'm not about to be chasing. I'm not about to be struggling. I was just talking to the producer about that. I'm in a space where I'm going to attract every single thing that I need, and I'm not struggling. I'm not forcing. I'm not flowing. So when I be telling y'all that I live this life for real, I am so, so serious. The last thing, and this is for ladies, I am a plant-based, my, my diet is plant-based, but I don't use all plant-based products. I'm not a purist. So my deodorant, I'm not exactly ready for, I've tried natural deodorants. I'm not exactly ready to have key lime as my deodorant yet, right? I, the natural deodorants, I don't want to smell like I'm herding cattle or any of those things. So I'm just not ready for that yet. So I use Donna Karen Cashmere Mist Deodorant. It is everything. Do y'all know because of COVID, it was like a shortage and a drought and they were out. And I thought I was going to have a meltdown because I've been using it for like the last four years or so. Well, wouldn't you know that I checked and they are back in stock. I ordered four of them. They're $29, but they last probably like a year. No, one, one, one of them lasts me for at least six months. So I'm telling you, if you want a treat, if you just want something that is just amazing, Donna Karen Cashmere Miss Deodorant and it's back in stock. Like I've shared that deodorant with so many people. One of the guys I used to date, I was like, God, he smells familiar. He had on my damn deodorant. But even my friend was using it and she thought she left hers in her gym bag and her husband had her deodorant. And he was like, this is some good deodorant. So it doesn't smell like girly, right? So a man would be smelling feminine, but it is everything. So that's that for all of my updates in my, uh, in my crazy life, right? Never a dull moment. Thank you for the continued feedback on the podcast. Some people tell me like, oh, it's getting deep. Listen, we're just barely scratching the surface. This this is like a whole iceberg. Y'all know y'all see the top of the iceberg, but what's underneath is the dangerous part. So if you're a surface person who likes surface things, I'm probably not your person. So I feel like we're just scratching the surface. Thanks for the continued feedback, the continued recommendation of topics. So anyway, what am I going to talk about today after that long drawn out update? Um, hmm. Commitment. I talked about that in another podcast before, right? But let me, let me tell y'all something. There's ways that we say things like you just got to be all in. You just got to go all in. And that sounds real good. 
But when you actually live out the things in actual practical life, it's just a little bit more involved in that. So what made me think about all in is I personally am working with myself, within myself, to require more from myself in the areas of commitment. So for example, I'm in an options group where I'm learning to trade options. It sounds like somebody could be speaking Chinese to me. That's how uh, the level of difficulty it is. So rather than paying month to month for the group, I was like, sign me up for the yearly. So I made a commitment to do this, to learn this for a year and require something more out of myself. Because the one thing that I understand is if I see a half-assed result in anything, then I can go back and trace it to a half-assed effort. So I'm going to put my whole ass in the options group, right? So that, and, and, and learning it so that I can get the results that I desire. So that had me thinking about commitment. I was having a conversation about half-assedness, and I'm probably making up a word with one of my clients. She said, I'm quarter-assed. She said, I'm not even half-assed at this point. <laughs> so that got me to thinking about commitment and all in. So I'm curious to know, where is it in your life that you might be looking for something, looking for the results of something, have the desire for something, but you're half-assing it or you, you, you quarter-assing it as my client was? And what would it take for you to put your whole ass into something? Or why are you half-assing it in the first place? Well, you may not even know the answer to it, but I'm going to tell you that a lot of times, you know, the lack of commitment or whatever the case may be is really, really rooted in fear. What are you afraid of to just put... To, what fear comes up in you when you think about pouring your whole heart and soul into something and holding nothing back? It doesn't necessarily have to be a relationship. It could be a relationship. It could be the business. It could be the potential that you know for your business and you know that you're holding back. It could be anything, but you're half-assing it right now, right? I said on another podcast that half, I probably didn't use these terms, but same concepts. Whenever you're doing something in a half-assed way, it's the equivalent of being mediocre. It's the equivalent of accepting mediocrity. And whenever you have accepted mediocrity, if you look it up, it's like climbing a mountain and going halfway up, and then you're going back down. So if you're going to make the climb, why not keep the top in view and put your whole heart and soul into it until you get to your desired results. But let's talk about why we don't do that, right? Fear. So let's just say there's some decisions that I've made recently about business, right? And decisions simply mean, when, well, let me put it this way. When you make a real decision, there's no other option. If you think you've decided something, but you're going back and forth and there's other options in your mind, you haven't really decided, right? But when you make a real decision, there's no other options. So I've made some decisions in business and they've taken me a while to make. You know why? Because they were going to require a level of commitment from me that I wasn't ready to give. Why wasn't I ready to give the commitment to the thing that I pour my heart and soul into anyway? Because there was some fear that surfaced in my heart about, can I handle this at this level? Can I deliver at this level? I know what I've been able to do at this level, but can I replicate that at a greater level? Can I handle the responsibility at a greater level? Can I handle the, the demands at a greater level? So I had to go through that within myself and say, 
Yeah, you you totally can handle it. If you can be faithful over these few things, yeah, you can be faithful over the many. You've learned how to steward and manage, and you've learned so many lessons. And the person that you become in this business, of course, we're just going to grow and expand that. You'll keep growing and expanding, and you can say yes to expansion. You can say yes to growth. You can say yes to these, these decisions and not be afraid that you can't handle it. But why would I be afraid that I can't handle it? Because... I didn't trust myself to handle it in many instances. So let me tell y'all. I always tell y'all about the little tricks of the subconscious mind. In 2008, 2009, when I just lost everything and when I filed bankruptcy, I had a business then and I was selling real estate. So now as I was thinking about growth and expansion in a greater way, my subconscious mind was like, do you remember how painful that was for you? Do you you remember what we went through? Like, do you, you want to replicate that? Do you really want to set yourself up for failure? Like, and I was saying, whew, that was painful. That was like a long 18 months. And here's, I'm having this conversation with myself, right? Guess what? I am not the same person that I was in 20, oh, 2009 and 2008. Are you kidding me? Do you realize that that's like 12 years of growth, 13 years of growth? I am nowhere near the same person. But your subconscious mind only has a design and a desire to keep you safe and a design and a desire to keep you from moving into anything that would create discomfort. So I was just like, let me just give you the memo that a decision has been made and this is what we're doing. And, and thank you for your concern, but we're going to be absolutely fine. Because let me tell you what some of y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm coming down your lane right here. Some of y'all don't really trust yourself to handle the very thing that you say that you desire. You don't trust yourself to handle it. And so if subconsciously you don't trust yourself to handle something, When it presents itself to you as a possibility, you are going to go in sabotage mode, even subconsciously, because you don't trust yourself to handle it. So a lot of times we think we have trust issues with other people, but the question is, do you trust you? Do you trust yourself enough to handle whatever comes your way with grace and ease? Do you trust yourself to handle greater responsibility, greater commitment, right? Greater levels of service, greater levels of whatever, greater levels of whatever is going to be required from you when you go all in. Do you trust yourself? And if you don't trust yourself, you will come up with a myriad of excuses for staying in the same place. And what happens when you stay in the same place? You die. You don't die physically, but you die creatively. You die with your potential, right? We are always either growing or dying. If you're not growing, you are dying. And so if you're not moving and if you're not growing, then your potential, your creativity, like all of those things in you are just becoming stagnant. And usually it's a little core a core root, a root, a fear, fear that I can't handle it, fear that I, how, what will, what will happen? And so a lot of times people say, oh, you have the fear of success or you have the fear of failure. Like we, we tell all of those things around, but how do you get through it, right? How do you get through the fear that you have to just go all in and give it everything that you got? And the truth is, I don't know that you get through it before you make the commitment to do it. Let me tell you how this thing works with me. I say yes, I make the commitment in spite of my fears, 
in spite of my subconscious mind telling me otherwise, instead of getting the bubble guts, instead of getting all kinds of things that happen, I say yes, I honor my yes, I show up and I do it, the results come, and then by the results, I have acted my way into a new way of thinking, but you will never think your way into a new way of acting. So if you're waiting for the right moment, the opportune time when you will all of a sudden magically become this person who is committed, who is all in, you are deceiving yourself. The way you become a person of commitment is to commit. The way you become a person who who goes all in is to go all in to the extent that you can. If 50% is your capacity, then give 100% of your 50% until you can give more. Do you understand? Because it's going to feel counterintuitive because... Fear is very, very real. Like the the fear of the fear of commitment, the fear of what is, but of what if, I'm sorry, but it also is the thing that stands in the way of us and every single thing that we say that we want. I'm telling y'all, um, fear surfaces for me regularly. Like it's like, oh, what's up? That's you again. Like it's whatever. It's just a part of the journey. But I'm not going to allow fear to hinder, to hold up what it is that that I'm looking to do, to be, or to have. So I'm just curious to know, like, where is it that you need to go all in? Where is it that you're holding back? Where is it that you know that there is more that you can show up and give? You know that there is more that you can show up and do. You know that you there is more that you can show up and create. Like, where do you need to do that? Could you do that? Like, what happens if you really do that? What happens if you just really say, you know what, forget it. What's the best that can happen? We think what's the worst that can happen scenarios, but what's the best that can happen? What's the best that can happen when I say yes and committed to these podcasts? I changed lives in ways that I otherwise would not have been able to in the other work that I do. What's the best that can happen if you just go all in and give it everything that you have? What is the absolute best that can happen instead of thinking of worst case scenarios? But when I was talking about self-trust, let's go back to that a little bit as well. If you don't trust you, this this is gonna this this is a weird loop and a weird cycle. If you don't trust you, do you know why you don't trust you? Because you don't commit. You don't trust you because you don't commit. Every time you don't commit to something, every time you don't do what you say that you're going to do, psychologically you erode self trust. And you send yourself the message that you cannot be dependent on and you you can't count on you. I'm not talking about letting other people down. How about you being able to count on you to keep your word to yourself? Every time you don't do that, you erode self-trust. And so now that you want to commit and you want to do something else, there's this thing in you. I have these conversations with my clients and I'm like, you don't trust yourself with the million dollar business. That is the problem. It's not the fact that you can't create it. You don't trust yourself because you don't trust yourself enough to keep the commitments that you have, to keep the commitments to show up regularly. You don't trust yourself. You don't show up for your coaching calls regularly. So how can you trust yourself with a million-dollar business? Not saying that you can't handle it. I'm talking about the way the mind works, right? You don't trust you enough to handle it. And so we need to repair self-trust so that we position ourselves for the things that we really say that we want. When you trust you, you can trust yourself to commit. You can trust yourself to handle the commitment. You can trust yourself to handle greater responsibility, greater problems, greater opportunity for problem solving. You can trust that you can handle 
whatever comes your way with grace and ease and not just lose your shit. You can trust yourself, but the way to start trusting yourself is to commit and to honor your commitments to yourself, even if it's little things like waking up at a certain time or, you know, exercise, like little commitments. I always, let me tell y'all something. I had a client, she was like, listen, this is what she told me. She said, I'm an in or out kind of person. I'm just all in or I'm not. And she was like, I'm going to go big or go home. Well, you need to go home because if this were the case, you have this long drawn out plan of everything that you need to do and you know how to get from point A to Z. But what we're missing here is the fact that you haven't done any of it and you haven't done any of it consistently. So if you had the capability or the willingness to do this comprehensive thing that you had, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So she felt almost offended because I was telling her to start with something small. Don't deceive yourself into thinking that you're ready for this and you haven't handled that. Remember, you keep, people say you can't cheat the grind, you can't cheat the growth. You haven't grown into the person who can handle this. So you can see it big, but you can't live it big yet because you don't have the growth level that's required to do it. So we've got to start somewhere. And so I was saying, listen, you don't have to, you get to. But I'm telling you, based on what I know, this addictive cycle that's in your mind Small steps are where you need to be. Master the small steps and then go to the next thing and then build it incrementally so what you're doing is sustainable. You're looking for a dopamine high that's going to get you something fast, right? And guess what? You're going to repeat this cycle and then you're going to look up. You know how they say, well, I don't know who they are, but my former pastor used to say, Sometimes if you if you get things fast, you lose them fast. Or sometimes if you get out of things too fast, you go back too fast because you have bypassed the process of growth. And that this is all about growing into who we need to be to see our desires fulfilled. The Bible says, ask and it is given. Even the law of attraction, people say, ask and it is given. Well, what is the disconnect between us asking and us receiving what it is that was, what was given when we ask us? our ability to handle it, our ability to receive it without sabotaging, our ability to sustain it once we get it, us. We are the disconnect between something being asked for and something being given. If it's a law, if it's a biblical principle, if it's a universal law, what stands in between us asking for something and being given something? Us us and our subconscious minds, us and our mindsets, us and our cycles, us and our patterns, us, we, us are in the way of this. And so all I'm inviting you to do is to get out of your own way by dealing with the fear, the fear of going all in, the fear of commitment, which really is the the fear of, you know, you can't handle it, which really is you can't trust yourself. So self-trust has been eroded. So let's repair that by doing what? Going all in. So it's like, you know, almost like how you get the flu shot. I don't, but you get a dose of the flu to cure the flu. It's almost like the, the poison is the antidote, if you will, for, for lack of a, a better example. So the way to go all in and the way to commit is to commit. The, the way to repair self-trust is to commit, right? The, the, the way, what's the, what's the book? The, um, dang, what is the name of that book? What's in the way is the way. Right, So we, we have an opportunity to just give it everything that we have. I just, for me, this is just me. I don't want 
to live a half-assed life. I don't want to live a half-assed life with half-assed results, barely making it, just coasting through, not taking chances. I want to show up. I want to live intensely. I want to live richly. I want to live passionately. I want to live my life on the edge. Like I want to live because I can handle it. I trust myself to handle it. That's what I see. That's what I envision. I don't want to live a life like I'm dead before I'm really dead. No, ma'am. No, sir. Y'all can have that. Like, I want to live with intensity, you know, with passion. And let me tell y'all something. I'm kind of like laid back and chill. So there's not much that riles me up. Like, but 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 this thing right here, just like the way that I want to show up in life and the way that I'm going to show up in life, I'm just like, I'm 48. I just want to give it everything that I have. I know, though, that I'm not aware of everything that I have, so I'm giving it more and more of what I have to the degrees that I'm recognizing that I have it, if that makes sense. I'm not giving 100%, 100% capacity, 100% of everything that I have, but let's just say, like I told y'all, if, I got, if I'm at 75%, can I max out this 75% and give 100% of my 75% so my capacity to handle more can be expanded and increased? Those are my prayers. God, increase my capacity. Increase my capacity to handle more. Increase my capacity to give more. Increase my capacity to become more. Remember, Prayer is not changing me. I'm going to change me. I'm going I'm going to pray that prayer because me and God co-create. But what happens is opportunities for my capacity increase are presented to me. And then it's up to me to take advantage of those opportunities. Opportunities for me to increase my capacity to love are presented to me in, un- in what I deem unlovable people and unlovable situations. Business opportunities are created for me to increase my capacity that challenge me beyond where I feel like I currently am. And when I say yes, when I commit, right, then I get results. And so that shows me now I'm acting my way into a new way of thinking, not thinking my way into a new way of acting. Some of y'all, I was talking to my mom about this last week. My mom was like, I'm just weighing a lot. I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about that. My mom is a Libra just like me. If you know any Libras, Libras will weigh all the sides, the pros and the cons, the cons of the pros and the pros of the cons. I'm telling you, Libras will go round and round and round. So Libras are are kind of known as being indecisive. I consciously choose not to be that way. I consciously choose to make decisions. And then when I make that decision, there's no other option. If I don't like the way that decision turns out, then I'm going to make another decision. So all I'm saying is in this process of moving away from being half-assed and mediocre, um, there are decisions that have to be made. There are new commitments that have to be made. There are new requirements that get to be made, I should say, and I'm and I'm signing up to do it. And so Whatever it is that you're looking to do, do or be or have, or whatever it is that you desire in your relationship and your life and your money, right? If you see half-assed results right now, can can you see where your efforts have been half-assed? And the question is, are you willing to do anything differently? If you're not, it's okay. Just accept your half-assed life and be cool with it, right? Your half-assed results and be okay with it. That's fine. But if you want something different, you know, I can remember a quote that says, and I, you know, I butcher these things. If you want something um, if you want something extraordinary, you're going to have to require something extraordinary out of yourself. So before you look to the world outside of you, look inside of you and require more of yourself. Commit yourself to being as much in as you possibly can 
and do it incrementally. And before you know it, you will have transformed your entire life. At least that's what I'm on. I love each and every one of you. Share the podcast. Thank you so much for sharing space with me. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day.